Welcome back to the Hurt Podcast. My name is Holly, and I am super excited. We are back with the series called Hello, My Name is Doubt. And this series is really cool because we're just going to be talking about things that us girls go through and battle with with self-doubt. So I'm super excited to introduce you to today's podcast uh, guest speaker. Her name is Marina, and she is from Kentucky. Hi, Marina. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for speaking. So I'm super excited for you to share your story. So yes. when I think of when I think of Kentucky, since that's where you're from and that's where you are, I think of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So is the question of the day is, <laughs> do you eat fried chicken a lot? That is a great question. I get that a lot. No, I actually do not eat a lot of fried chicken, but that's what Kentucky's known for. So whenever I travel okay. anywhere, people ask me that a lot. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm from Louisiana. And so people will always ask me like, oh, do you eat Popeyes? And I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe once a year when I crave it, but, yes. but not really. But that's so awesome. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, where you're from, and um, we'll dive right in. That sounds great. So as Holly mentioned, I'm from Kentucky. I was born and raised here, lived here almost all my life. And um, I'm 24 years old. I've been married almost two years and I work for what's called the Kentucky Baptist Convention, and I do communications for them. So social media and website design. And mm-hmm. it's a really cool job because it's a basically an association of churches, almost 2,400 of them, that I get to help pr- um, produce and promote different events and things like that. And I really love it. So we're currently living in Louisville, Kentucky, and my husband is going to the seminary here studying to be a pastor. Oh, that's so awesome. So you're kind of in both worlds, like business and ministry. Yes, yes. I love that. That's kind of what I do, like marketing, business, but also ministry. So I love it. That's like the best place to be because you get to like be both hands on deck. So you're born and raised in Kentucky and you're married for two years. Congratulations. You made it past the mark. Yes. (laughs) That's so exciting. So I'm so excited for you to just speak today because I love hearing everybody's story because everybody has a different different story. Mm-hmm. But this series, Hello, My Name is Doubt, is kind of like picky because, I mean, us girls, we all battle with doubt. Everyone is human. But I feel like every story is so different. So I guess my first question for you is when it comes to self-doubt, like when you look back, whether that was high school, college, or even just now, what is like a moment or a season in your life that really marked you that you really battled with doubt or, you know, whether it was an issue, friendships, just you and your personal life? Like, what is one moment that really froze time when it came to self-doubt? Yeah, that's a great question, Holly. And ever since I heard the topic of this series, I've really been thinking and praying about what doubt has looked like in my past and my current life. And first of all, I just have to say that Whenever I think of doubt, I realize that it's so closely related to fear. And fear Mm -hmm. is something that I've struggled with a lot in my life. But the particular area of my life I want to share and kind of talk a little bit about today is the area of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I just know that there are so many girls who are probably going to be able to relate to this. But whenever I was young and just wanting a relationship so badly, I grew up and just desired to have that companion, that lifelong friend and That was something as I grew in my relationship with the Lord that I would talk to him about and pray about. And even when I was 15, I started a future husband journal. So I would journal to my future husband and just pray over him and ask the Lord to provide in certain ways. And so I did that throughout high school and 
there was never any guy and you know it's kind of discouraging there never is there yeah. never is in high school these <laughs> these boys don't know what they want exactly so. well I'm glad that I wasn't the only one but you know it's yeah. discouraging when you're praying yeah. about something like that and seeking the Lord so I was like okay well maybe the Lord just didn't want me to meet him in high school go to college get through the first couple of years of college and then I'm really starting to get discouraged and you're at a college where there's so many people, you're meeting so many friends, you're involved in so many different ways, and yet it still seems like God wasn't providing. So those first few years of college were the time I think I experienced the most doubt when it came to this about relationships. And it was to the point where I really just wanted to make something work. I was like, okay, I know God has timing, but I think I need some experience. So let's just see if I can make something happen. And, you know, that never really works out well. I should have been able to tell that from day one. But I did start kind of talking to a guy long distance, and it was um, not really the greatest experience of my life. And actually, the few times, this is going to sound so terrible, but the couple times that I saw him in person, I was so anxious about it that I physically vomited, like I threw up whenever I would see him because I just wanted so badly to make something work. But then it didn't because I knew it wasn't what God wanted for me to do. So Throughout this whole process, I was doubting God's ability to provide someone for me. I was doubting my own um, character that comes from the Lord, my identity in Christ. And I was trying to make these puzzle pieces fit that were never supposed to fit. And then I was ended up so kind of of broken and frustrated that whatever I tried to do didn't work out. And it was really a very temporary thing. But I think that season kind of defined what I was doing in, as far as doubting God and doubting his provision in that way in my life. No, that's good. And I love what you said about the puzzle pieces, too, because, like, honestly, like, I'm like I'm single and it's been great and I'm getting to know myself and I'm waiting for the one. But yes. at the same time, it's like I I can relate so much to that, too, because, like, I think a woman's desire is the whole Cinderella fantasy. Like, I just want to meet my prince. And, and it's so easy to speak the words like, oh yeah, I trust God's going to bring the one. And then we make this journal and all this stuff. But when reality sits in, like faith's hard and faith, you mm-hmm. know, we have to be consistent and, and there's a time and season of, of, you know, you to meet your person and to get married. It's, you know, some people meet in high school, some meet in college, everybody has a different story, but I do believe there is a time and season for the right moment. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great subject when it comes to doubt too, because I mean, it's like you make this list and then, and then, you know, like for me or just other girls I've talked to, they meet, you know, guys all the time. And then it's like, there's little things about them that you're like, Oh, this could be it. Like, this is what I've prayed for. Mm -hmm. And then, when you try to make that puzzle piece fit, there's just something off. And so maybe, you know, going back in that season for what you said, you felt so sick. You had no peace about it because Mm -hmm. you knew it wasn't right. So I guess, you know, like besides the relationship thing, what, what other things did you doubt? I mean, was it, was it you yourself or was it doubting really that God was going to move? Yeah, that's a great question. And I want to add on to one thing that you said as well. Yeah. I think, that women have this fairy tale idea of what their life is going to be like and movies and culture play into that so much. And I realized now, especially that I'm married, looking back on the way that I perceived how life should be, it was so skewed because that's the way that Satan loves to play with our minds and our expectations and our emotions, getting us to think that our life should be one way and it's really not. And so then transitioning into that other question you just asked, I think Other things that I doubted that really it it humbles me and it it 
kind of humiliates me in some ways that I doubted God's plan for my life being better than my plan. That that was That's so good, yeah. difficult for me to admit, but I do that so often, not just when it comes to relationships. But then I also, I doubted my inti- my own intimate relationship with God and the fact that he is all that I need. And so that mm-hmm. transitioned into this season of that brokenness I had from that that small little relationship, but it still was enough to kind of push me over the edge to realize that what I was trying to do and create and cultivate was not of him. And so there was a season there for about a year where I really had to step back and look at life and look at my relationship with God and say, what needs to be here, God, and what doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be here? And so for about a year, and this is actually what launched my blog ministry, which I, Mm -hmm. I had forgotten until I started like thinking back on those moments. But I started a blog and I started really reflecting on what God was teaching me. So a couple things changed in that season. And a couple of those things were I focused so much less on the things that I was wanting to attain. So if that was like a relationship or the perfect job or the perfect family, I like stopped putting so much focus on those things. And instead I focused upon God and his character and his promises and what he had for me. So that involved a lot of like spiritual disciplines, reading his word, praying. I prayer journaled so much, just writing through these thoughts and then asking him to kind of reprogram the way that I saw life and perceived all of these desires and emotions and worldly things that really are not always a part of his plan. And it's a beautiful thing that happened that instead of falling more in love with an earthly person, I was able Mm -hmm. to use that season to fall in love with the Lord. And I think it's so uh, misguided when people say, that a person, an earthly person is going to be what satisfies you because Mm -hmm. I had searched for that my whole life and I had wanted that so badly. And even when I got a taste of it, I knew that the timing wasn't right. And I knew that whatever that person would do and whoever they would be would not fill this hole in my heart that was meant to be filled completely by the Lord. And even though I, I had filled it with him, like I was a believer and I loved him. There was just another piece of this life story that I had not surrendered to him completely. And it's when I finally surrendered that and stopped caring so much about the other things, not just saying I didn't care about them, but actually not putting so much focus upon those that I really began to experience freedom from that doubt. Yeah. And another thing, too, that reminded me is there's there is a fine line difference of what you want and what you need. Yes. Because I think for, you know, just a lot of girls, it's like we desire and want all these things in a relationship. Of course, after watching movies, listening to music, meeting guys, you know, getting dumped by guys, like just everything that we walk through, we kind of learn what we want and what we don't want but then we also forget of what we need so like I know for me like in this season like I'm like oh my gosh like I used to focus so much on like what I wanted and what I thought I wanted because as time would go by and situations would happen I'm like oh I don't want that okay I want that Mm -hmm. but like I never sat down and was like okay Holly what do you what do you really need like who you are your purpose in life where you go in your destination, you know, your calling in life, what, what do you need to match that? And I think us girls forget about that because honestly, that's, that's all God's focused on is he's going to give you what you need mm-hmm. and he's going to give you what, um, what is designed for you and your purpose moving forward. Not, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying he's not going to give you what you want. You know, obviously there's physical attraction and other things too, but I think we mm-hmm. so forget that we focus so much on the want and not the need, because if we really got to know ourselves, 
like you said, doing journaling or praying or just focusing on you, if we really focused on who we were and who he's called us to be, I think we would be so willing to be like, God, just give me who I need, you know? And we do compare so much and we don't admit that to ourselves. In our story, the way that God is going to use our talents and abilities to bring people to himself, that is completely different for every person's life. And I think we forget that. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. So besides like the relationship, was there anything else that you're like, oof, I like really went through doubt, self-doubt. Like was it, you know, a certain relationship? Was it an image thing, school thing? Was there anything else that, you know, you kind of was just like, man, Marina, like you got some doubt. Yeah. So kind of an extension of this story, um, as I was talking about that season of, of not knowing or not knowing, and then suddenly seeking the Lord more in that area of my life in the midst of that, my husband walked into the picture and, um, I didn't even really know and who you were he like, was. And you were like, expect- boom, hello. Yeah. Well, I wish, but honestly, I was no? so, I was so infatuated with the Lord at that stage of my life. And I was so much more concerned about serving him that whenever my husband walked into my life, I was uninterested no and unaware. I Okay. And if okay. you asked him today, he would be like, yes, it, she did not notice me and she did not want anything to do with me. So he actually asked me to our campus ministry formal. That was the first like date that he ever asked me on. Okay. And you have to get the picture. I'm like a junior in college. <laughs> he is a freshman. He was like a little country boy from a small town in Kentucky. I grew up closer to the city. I just didn't couldn't relate to him at all. Okay. So long story short, he pursued me for so long and I did not give him the time of day. But little did I know that this whole time the Lord had really spoken very clearly to him that I was going to be the one. And he pursued me in such a ridiculous way that <laughs> I had to eventually start paying attention to him. And it's really a long, a cool story. I won't share like the whole story here, but mm-hmm. The Lord made it very clear eventually to me. I actually studied abroad in Europe that summer that he was pursuing me. And I prayed so much while I was there. And that's one season of doubt I want to hit on. Because whenever you're seeking God's will about something, whether it's a marriage, a relationship, or whether it's what school to go to. I really struggled with what college to go to when I was younger. I struggled Mm -hmm. with so many different seasons. What job should I take? When should we start having kids? When should we move? When should we do this? There have been so many seasons in my life like that where it's been doubting. It's usually something to do with doubting God's plan for my life and that he's going to be able to give me the right answer at the time that I need it. And so during that season, the way that I kind of dealt with that kind of doubt of what the Lord was going to be able to provide and what the next step was, was again, just turning to the word and to prayer. I think saying the Bible as a churchy answer, we don't want to do that because we feel like it's too repetitive. But Mm -hmm. it is so, so true. God's word has everything that we need to know for life and godliness. Mm -hmm. And if we would just read it and truly embrace and understand what God is saying to us in his word, it's like this beautiful but long letter that he has written to us. And we don't even take the time to read it so many times. So that was how I processed through that doubt and trying to understand what God had for me next. And So when I got back from Europe, I decided to move forward in dating Mason, my my now husband. And five months later, we were engaged. Six months later, we were married. So it it was a really quick turnaround of God confirmed to me in multiple ways when I had had doubts about ever being able to find a husband. Because I hadn't dated anyone until I was 21 years old. 
And then I was married a year later. And to me, looking back on that now, it's processing through. I doubted God for so many years that he would even provide someone to date. And yet his plan and promises were so much bigger. And if if he had told me that in advance, I would have been scared out of my mind. And I would have doubted him even more. And that's sometimes why he doesn't show us the whole picture. Because if he told us, we would be scared and we would be confused and we would have even more questions. But that's the beauty of seeking him in the journey. That's good. That's so good. I guess, um, I mean, like, wow, that's, that's such a journey too. Cause things just happen so quick and he lined things up and, and it goes back to like, there's a time and a season for things. So thank you for sharing that. I think my last question to wrap it up would be if you were on a stage, I love asking this question. I feel like I ask this question for every girl because every girl's answer is so different, but it's so powerful. So mm. if you were on a stage right now with the microphone and there's millions of girls in the audience and you could give them three tips of um, self-doubt. Like if you could go back to the marina in high school, college, or even, you know, a couple of days ago, what are three things you would encourage these ladies as they listen to this podcast about self-doubt? That is such a great question because it really puts it into perspective. I think one, number one would be that no matter your doubt, whatever area of life that has to deal with, bring it to God and learn Mm -hmm. to trust him with it, which, you know, that's an easy thing to say, but it's so much different in application and kind of going off of your last question as well. Whenever me and my husband got married, a few months after we got married, I started feeling really sick for months and months and it took multiple doctors. And I finally figured out that my gallbladder was toast. It needed to go out. And so I had my gallbladder removed within like a few months after we were married and I had felt sick for so long. And then right like two months after that, God placed an opportunity in our lap to go to, to be missionaries in another country. And we Mm -hmm. had never expected or planned to do that. And within a matter of months, we had gone through this thorough application process, counseling, paperwork, medical evaluations, all of the above. And after those few months, he closed the door and our medical clearance was denied. And so there within like the first year of our marriage, so many things happened that I really doubted God's plan. And this is all an extension of relationships and doubting God's plan. But I doubted God's plan in so many different ways. But every time that that would happen, he would teach me something new about who he was and show me that I could trust him with whatever circumstance it was in. Mm-hmm. So in the area of doubt in general, I think just learning to trust God with whatever the, the situation is, whatever the circumstances, having that habit of laying it down at the foot of the cross and saying, Lord, I'm not big enough, strong enough, sovereign enough, or powerful enough to have any control over this situation. Mm-hmm. But I am doubting. I'm doubting my own ability to understand you. I'm doubting my own ability to process this. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to lay it down. Yeah. And that's really humbling to do. And it's hard to do. But once we do that, it's, it's this freeing of letting go and saying, I trust God more than I trust myself because he is sovereign. So that's, I think that's number one. Um, Number two would be just to surround yourself with people who encourage you. Yeah. And I think that's been mentioned a couple of previous podcasts, but it's just so crucial to have women and people. And I am a huge fan of this too. Like show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Like who is in your circle is so important because I don't, like it took me and I think this is why I'm so passionate about it because it took me so long. I had so many toxic people in my life and my circle all the time and different types of people, you know, and my circle would always move. But like, it is so true. Like 
it's so important who's ever in your circle like Hmm. that affects everything but continue sorry side note (laughs) no I 100% agree it it really molds and gives you examples of who to follow and if if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are seeking the Lord like-mindedly then you're not going to be encouraged to do that yourself so find people who of course we're all going to struggle with doubt that's a natural part of being human that's a natural part of not understanding everything about God and how he works Mm -hmm. But to be able to have people around you that when you're feeling discouraged and down, you can tell them and they'll point you back to the Lord. That is a game changer, hands down. Yeah. Um, And then just the third thing would be to remind yourself of how God has provided for you in the past. Mm -hmm. I think I've mentioned this a couple of times already, but looking back and reflecting on other seasons of life that God has already proven himself and his ability to provide it's so freeing to see that. And I, you know, I'm only 24 years old. I guarantee you there will be dozens of other seasons of life where I doubt, but I will look back on what I've shared even today and just said, you know, I doubted God there and he provided and he has never let me down. Yes. It might not have ever been the circumstance that I expected it to be, but that is actually for my good. And I praise him for that. So those are kind of my three reminders about doubt. That's good. No, I love it too. Especially the third one too. I, I keep, I am a journaler. Like my mom will mail me journals from Louisiana all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's so special too, because when you write those things down, especially like what you want or desire in a relationship or, you know, the issues with self-doubt, like God, I'm doubting this, or even just goals. Like when you write those down, writing words down is so much power. Cause like, I like to go back in my closet and go through all my old journals and literally read everything that I struggled with and yes. then look at where I am now. And I'm like, Holly, you were so dumb. Like mm-hmm. literally God's got you. And so I just want to encourage you ladies, like it, even if you, you're not a pro at writing, like just get a journal and a pencil or a pen and just spend 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, just journal, even if it's every other day, but just set a goal for this year to write things down. And I'm telling you, it's the, it's the coolest moment too to go back into my journals and literally read just the hell I went through. And then to look now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if you only knew, like he's got your back. So yes, I'm a huge proponent of that. That's, I think that's wonderful to process and pray through writing because it helps you pay attention and also it helps you look back on what God has done yeah it it does and you can visually like see it too because sometimes we forget things and so there's just I mean it's almost like a picture you take a picture of something and five years later you look back at that picture and you you remember all these memories and stuff too but yes I encourage you girls to get a journal um go to the store today, get a journal, write it down. It's so important. And then, you know, as time goes by, when you look back, it's, it's just really cool to see what he did. Um, but thank you so much for, wow, what a powerful word. And I'm so super excited for your marriage too. It's just the beginning. So, um, yes. I believe in the best for you and your new hubby as y'all oh, are thanks. in Kentucky. <laughs> yes. And marriage truly is a blessing. I have to say that too, because I feel like People just talk about how difficult it is all the time. And and it is hard. You're living with another sinful person. But just looking back and seeing the Lord's faithfulness, it it is worth the wait, ladies. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you for the encouragement. Well, thank you, Marina, for being on the podcast. I've been waiting all week to have you on. So thank you for sharing your heart and talking about self-doubt. Well, thanks. Yeah. Ladies, make sure you follow her on Instagram. She's all over our Instagram stories and posts. Follow her. Go check out her blogs and her Kentucky lifestyle. Your pictures are so cute, by the way. (laughs) Thanks.
Um, but thank you for being on the podcast and ladies, thanks for listening. Just want to encourage you. Um, God's got you and, and don't doubt him and go get a journal and a notebook, a notebook and a pen and just write things down and watch him move. Um, but thanks for listening to hello. My name is doubt. Stay tuned for next week.